Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. I hope everyone is uh, enjoying the second month of the year so far and enjoying the podcast that we've been coming out with. I know I've had a lot of fun uh, starting the year off with my dad and his brothers, and now this last couple of weeks kind of getting back into the normal swing of things with our uh, um, with our other guests, and we're going to continue doing that this week. I want to start off by thanking the people who have uh, reached out and and shared, you know, some of their thoughts on on past episodes. And I especially want to thank um, some people have asked me this. I want to thank anyone who supports the Katina's ministry um, financially or otherwise, because anytime you support them, you're supporting this podcast. Um, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast if it weren't for the huge group of people who support the Katinas themselves. So um, I just wanted to get that out there and, and let you know that uh, each one of you who support and, and give so generously, thank you from the bottom of my heart because it allows me to be able to do this, which I really love doing. And um, yeah, and one of the reasons why I love doing this so much is because I get the opportunity to sit down and have conversations with people in my family one-on-one that, you know, sometimes it's been a long time since I've just sat down and and spoken with them, nobody else in the room. And so um, that's probably my favorite part about this podcast, because in being a part of such a big family, uh, I love it. And you know, big family functions are, are great and fun and some of the, the highlights of, of my life. But often I, I think, and doing this podcast has helped me to realize that there's, it, I don't get to sit down one-on-one with my family members as much as I think I do. So um, I'm really excited for today's episode. Today's guest is a lifelong best friend of mine <laughs> and a cousin as well. Mm. And so I'd like to welcome our guest, Miss Callie Katina. <laughs> it's a pleasure, Joshi. I also would like to say I was the OG creator of the very, very sweet and well thought out <laughs> nickname Joshi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, seriously, it's a pleasure. We were just talking a little bit. You've done an incredible job. Um, I, I love listening every week, and I think you're right. Sometimes, you know, we think about it, and life is crazy, and we're, we're all busy nowadays being grown, and we don't do this as often mm-hmm. as we should. So I think this is a really special time and a good reminder that we've got to do this yeah. more often yeah. when we can, for sure. But thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for yeah. taking time out of your day to, to talk with me. Um, 
for our listeners, I just want to give you, Cal, an opportunity to introduce yourself to mm-hmm. some, a lot of people probably know you, but there's probably some who don't as well. So just a yeah. brief introduction of sure. yourself. Sure. Um, I am Callie. I am Sam and Kathy's third daughter out of the four. I grew up here with the rest of the gang, and I was the uh, third oldest of the 19, and so I think that definitely was special. Um, there are, We're all like siblings, and so we were very much raised as siblings, and super, super thankful for that in our circle and our home team. I now live in Nashville. Um, I'm an esthetician at the Woodhouse Day Spa in Midtown. I love it. I have a crazy busy life right now, but it's enjoyable. And yeah, Nashville's a lot of fun. So I guess that's about it. Awesome. That's (laughs) perfect. Um, So last week with your future Uh brother-in-law, I got to kind of return to the normal format of three questions for my guests. And so I'm going to continue that with, with you. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit, just how crazy your life is right Mm -hmm. now with, uh, I I know you work a lot and before I ask your first official question, (laughs) can you tell me like, what are like your work hours like? like Sure. Um, well, I fortunately, uh, am only working four days a week right now, uh, which gives me a little bit more free time. Um, but I do have really long days. Most days I start, um, eight, eight 39 ish around there. And I'm really there all day until about seven 30, six 30. And so my days just filled with people. I love people. I love, um, the intimacy of the one-on-one situation I have at work. I, you know, you learn a lot about people. You definitely, um, I have a new love for humanity and I, I think it's really important that we do that and sit down with people that are not like us. And obviously it's a part of my profession. And the thing I've learned most is that at the end of the day, we're all a lot more similar than we are different. We just don't like to highlight those things and talk about those things. And so, yeah, my day's really, really long emotionally. It's it's straining. I'm very much an empath, so I take on a lot of emotion. And I've kind of had to learn how to leave work at home when, or at work and then, you know, go home, kind of clean, clear my head. But mm-hmm. I, I typically have about seven to eight clients every day. So that wow. means about an hour or 80 minutes with each person. So if, if you can imagine, you know, we cover a lot of ground a lot yeah. of times. So um, yeah, really long days, but I love it. My days obviously fly cause they're so busy, but mm-hmm. I enjoy it. It's, it's very fulfilling and rewarding and yeah, long hours, long days. Awesome. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask your first, the first question I have for you is about work. Okay. And I kind of <laughs> want to preface it with, I think that over the last like two years, uh, at least in like our generation, mm people have been have started to think about work very differently yeah, than sure. maybe the past generation. For and sure. Even four or five years ago, I think yeah. that people's thoughts about what work is has changed a lot. Sure. And I know as a working woman, you probably <laughs> have great thoughts on this. And I just want to ask you, yeah. and you kind of touched on it, hmm. but how do you balance like work-life balance is Uh like a really I hear that phrase a lot for sure what are some things that you do in your life to to achieve a work-life balance or do you do that (laughs) (laughs) um I I will say I 
I was horrible at it at the beginning, I think, as we all are, and kind of trying to navigate that and what that looks like. Um, I've really, really tried to be intentional about that recently. I have an incredible therapist. I think everyone needs to find a great therapist that you're able to kind of reflect and sit down and talk about specifically those types of things. But yeah, definitely being intentional. I think with my line of work, especially, it is extremely... Um, emotionally taxing and then also physically taxing at times. And so the thing I've learned is the amount of time at work, um, however long that is I spend at work and, you know, doing, being in it and, and doing the grind. I really, really try to mirror that in my self care and what that looks like for me. And so for me, it's, that's changed also as I've grown and as life has changed and, you know, things have come up, but I enjoy being outside. Mm. I go to Radnor Lake all the time. I read somewhere that when you're around a large body of water like that, it really resets your soul. Mm. And so I've experienced that. Um, I think it really is important to pour into yourself and what you enjoy doing um, for that work-life balance. I find that I am a lot better at work and my mind is in a much better place mentally um, and emotionally, even when I'm feeding into myself too, yeah. and taking care of myself, because mm-hmm. really, if you're not pouring into yourself and take care and not taking care of yourself, there's no way you can do that for other people. Yeah. And so, in my industry, I have to be able to be in a position and a posture where I f- I feel fulfilled and like I'm doing the work that I'm telling these people mm-hmm. they need to be doing too, which is self care. Um, so that I'm able to reflect that and really try to have a good balance. It's not easy. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> Every week is different. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. So you, I want to talk because I thought you would bring this up self-care. Yeah. And I first heard that term probably two or three years ago. Sure. Yeah. And my question is, because I'm still trying to figure this out. <laughs> like, it, yeah. What's the difference between self-care and maybe indulgence or just uh-huh. being lazy because sure. sure. like for me my, yeah. my the way my personality if if i could if i didn't have to work i feel like i would just be a couch potato 100 percent. like yeah. that's what i, <laughs> I love to, that's how i sure. enjoy sure. time is just doing nothing absolutely but i think there's obviously an unhealthy level of that sure. so well, sure. is there a difference between self-care and whatever that well, is well <laughs> i love that question i think that I've learned uh, within self-care, it's impossible to achieve that without help having a certain level of self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And so if that's what that looks like, like for you, if you need to lay on the couch, which sometimes I do, honestly, and that's what my body needs and that's what my mental and my emotion needs, my emotional needs, um, that's totally fine. But I think self-care really should be the thing that you do that at the end of it, it it brings you life. You Mm. feel restoration. You feel like, oh my gosh, like this is why I need to get back to whatever it is. Taking a walk, laying down, clearing your head, writing a song, whatever that looks like for you. I think at the end of it, there really, really should be a big, big feeling of relief. And I know for me, I feel like what, like I called, uh, like to call like centered Mm. and, reset. And so whatever that looks like for you, I think whatever it is, even if it is laying on the couch, which a lot of times that's what our body needs. We know our bodies. And I think a lot of times we like to shut out what our bodies are feeling because we are so busy and there is a lot to do. But I think really listening and being intentional with what you need and finding whatever that is 
whatever form of self-care that is for you, I think it's so, so crucial and essential that you make that at least a part of your day, yeah. if not week, for sure, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know it, there's a, a work-life balance, but I also, ha- I also have to find balance yeah. the other way, like <laughs> yeah, life works. Sure, because, sure. you know, I'll spend... I'll have or I'll have like a lazy day or whatever and at the end of the day I'm like I feel shame sure or or guilt I guess and sometimes I don't know if that's a healthy feeling to if I'm feeling guilty for the right reasons or or if you know (laughs) I'm just being like I I don't even know what the word is no yeah yeah and I think I I think society standards too, especially for our age is what I've learned too, is like, it's all about the grind. It's all Mm -hmm. about the hustle. It's about the going. And if you're not doing that one, then what are you doing? And I think you're right. It is really much a double-edged sword because it's like, yes, this is the the phase of life where we're supposed to be hitting the ground running, preparing for the future, things like that. Of course. But again, I think there's no way that that is something that's sustainable if you're just yeah. going nonstop and you don't take time for your emotional mm-hmm. and and physical, mental, all of that balance yeah. and, and have some kind of, you know, good routine with that. Yeah, I hear about this thing called hustle culture, uh-huh. which it, it's all, we've all seen it yeah, and maybe totally. we've taken part of it where it's, I'm working 80 hours a week sure. and I have three side hustles. Yeah. And, <laughs> right, right, uh, yeah. All, I need to, money, sure. money, money. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. really the root of it. And yeah, for sure. I find I like money, <laughs> just like <laughs> I think everyone likes yeah, it. Yeah, of course. But you know, there's some things, and this is cliche, but there's yeah. some things that money can't buy. Truly, and truly, yeah. I think time with your the people you love, yes. time with yourself, for sure. Time mm-hmm. doing things that you really care about. Yeah, uh, you have to you have to really think about you know, how important is my hustle yes. compared to this? And yes. I think there's a balance between all of that. And 100%. so, and I think our, our generation is really struggling with like yeah. trying to, to find that balance a lot Time. because a lot, I think a big reason is, and maybe some people who are listening to this won't, won't like this, but <laughs> uh, jobs are not what they used to be. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it, you can't, it's, it's very rare these days to find a company that you're going to work for forever yeah. and they're going to pay you, uh, enough money to where you're able to live the kind sure. of life that you want to live oh, totally. in today's America. A lot of times you have to work multiple jobs to, to be able to do what you want to do 100%, and yeah. not trying to blame anybody for that, <laughs> but I've experienced that and seen that with my peers that that's just a reality that yeah. you're full-time job often is not enough yeah. to um, give you the things that sure. that you want to be able to live a comfortable life. So right. I yeah. think a lot of the, this hustle culture comes from that. 100%, and yeah. it's kind of a positive spin on uh, mm. having to overwork yourself. Yeah, <laughs> right, um, right. But totally. yeah, that's just a rant that I have on no. that. <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Exactly. No, I feel that for sure. Absolutely. Well... That's your first question. I love that. I love and that. I'm glad you actually touched on it in your answer for the first question. Mm-hmm. Um, but your second question, uh-huh. I want to ask you about therapy. Uh-huh. And I want to ask, how did you start? Like, what what was it that made you think, I want to start doing this? Uh-huh. And what have you learned through that? Totally. Really good question. Um 
Well, I, I studied psychology for a little bit when I was at the university for a hot second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the thing, I, I was really interested in it because I think, um, and I'm sure you could uh, agree with me, but the way we were raised was very much others focused. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really thankful for that. And I think that self-awareness is really difficult to learn later on in life if you haven't been taught that mm. your whole life. Um, but also I think there is a downside to that too of being so, so focused on others and so, so consumed with, okay, how, how am I making them feel? Are they, do they feel loved by me? What am, you know, taking so much on emotionally. And I think, I don't know, being the middle child, being, being raised in this family, I, it was a lot of my identity mm. and I have a really hard time not being so focused with that. And so I think I was, um, really, really living my life in a way that I was just exhausted. Yeah. I was overworked. I, like I said, in my line of work too, I, I very much am in that world of caring for people. It's the service industry. And so I was exhausted and I was like, this is just not sustainable. Something I'm doing, whatever it is, I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to understand how to be better, how to have a better, you know, balance in my life. And so that's kind of where it began. Um, I I was also in a relationship at the time where I was trying to navigate. And I think as a young person, you have so many voices in your head of where you should be at this, at this phase of life, what, Mm. you know, what it should look like. And, and, there's just so much noise. I know I know young people everywhere can totally feel that and, and admit to that. And especially in the world of social media and everything being plastered everywhere, it's like you really can't can't turn that off, you know, yeah. at times. And so um, I just wanted to find relief in that and balance. And I have a really sweet friend that referred me to her. And I think we've all kind of done the therapy thing throughout life, but I just really wanted to sit down and and honestly invest in myself mm. and 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 say, you know what, this is something that I feel passionate about. I mean, I, I in a lot of ways, what I do is is touch therapy, and I wanted to be in a position and in a healthy place where I was able to give these people everything I had and have everything in my life unpacked and processed and. A lot of times that's that's what we, we fail to do on our own is really take a step back and say, okay, why do I operate the way I do? Why do I respond the way I do? Sometimes I feel like I respond in a certain type of way and I don't know where that comes from and it's because I don't unpack one of these other things in my life and then it manifests in other ways. And I could sit here and talk about all day yeah. about therapy, but it, it, re- it really, really is, was about for me... Um, uh, just unpacking my stuff, yeah. and I think growing up in in our family too, there was um, expectation. Um, I think not just you know from the industry and because of you know the way people viewed our family, but really ourselves. Mm-hmm. And well, let me just make sure I'm you know measuring up to what my parents wanted me to be. All yeah. the things I think again the noise, and so it, it's been the best decision I've made in a long time yeah. and I I'm thankful for just having someone that's so unbiased and mm. like a soundboard that's so outside of your life and half the things I tell her I'm like oh my gosh 
I didn't even realize that was an issue or uh, I didn't even realize I did that because of this thing that happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know, just having someone look at you and say, it's totally okay. I understand why, or, and the validation yeah. of like, I understand why you feel that way and just learning how to process and grief. And I mean, there's so much in adulthood that I feel like we don't talk about. And so then when we experience things like that, like grief, like loss, gosh, the climate of our world right now, mm-hmm. the mental health crisis, I think... It's just so much to navigate. And so to have someone to kind of just listen and again, validate and kind of teach you, okay, these are coping mechanisms. These, this is how you can respond, you know, work, just kind of yeah. being able being able to go in there an hour a week and just completely invest in yourself. It, it changes your life. It really does. And the way you view things and the way even your self-awareness is. And I think that's the other side of the the being raised, uh, uh, being so focused on others is mm-hmm. a lot of times that teaches us self-neglect yeah. because you're so, so focused on, okay, which is amazing. Again, I love people. That's why I'm in my profession. I, I really do. It brings me so much joy and fulfillment to make somebody feel loved and seen. Yeah. And that's really all a lot of people need right now, really yeah. in the midst of the madness. So I love therapy. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I, <laughs> so I've, had ex- different experiences in, in therapy yeah. and you know one thing I I think I've realized through mm-hmm. my time in that world is that you know a lot of I, I don't think anyone doesn't know this but a lot of who we are stems from how we grew up yes and yeah. I think I've learned that even with the best intention yeah. parents and totally. um they always were coming from a place of love. For sure. It, and For sure. even with that, there's still things that happen to us when we're younger, mm-hmm. sometimes unintentionally, that yeah. can we can carry with us into yes. adulthood. 100%. And one thing that I've had to, that I've wrestled with mm-hmm. is because I love my parents and I <laughs> think my parents did an amazing job. Oh my job gosh, of and course. And still do an amazing yes. job. Yes, we're so lucky. One yeah. thing I've, I've had to realize though is that, you know, some of the things that that I still carry with me from my my childhood, they weren't done maliciously right, or right. there was no neglect. Yeah, it's just of course. It's just the messiness of yes. trying to raise a human being, I think. <laughs> and so right. and 100%, I've, yeah. I've often found that realizing that has actually strengthened my relationship oh with my, my parents. Big time. Because it's helped me to see them uh more as just hum- regular human yeah, beings. individuals. Yeah, yeah they're totally. not... I, I've learned that they're not superheroes. They're right. Not, uh, they're just... <laughs> they're really just trying to figure it out just like for everyone sure. else. And so... Yeah. I think that that has been really valuable for me and my yeah. experiences. And um, But I just... Right. I do want to touch on the, the question again. If you yeah. could... Yeah. If you feel comfortable sharing like... Totally. A, a little nugget that you've learned yeah. that you carry with you that... Uh-huh. Or some sometimes I've noticed when a therapist will tell me something it really sticks with me. Oh, oh my thing. gosh! Is there yes. anything like that that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, and um, totally. I think when your reality is having a parent gone all the time, and that's just how we operate. And I swear, I came home one day in second grade, and I went to my mom, and I was like, "Mom." Rachel sees her dad every single day (laughs) and I was floored. Like, I think I, you just don't realize that that's just your reality until you're older. And like, 
gosh, our childhood was not <laughs> it was not a typical typical childhood. But I think um, I think the thing that stuck with me, and that's so good, what you said too about giving our parents credit because mm-hmm. Lord, with what they had to do and our dads being the hustlers that they were, being first-gen Americans basically, coming mm-hmm. over here, hustling, all of the things, like it, it was difficult, especially for, for our moms too, to show up. Like yeah. I think getting married to them, they knew obviously to a certain extent what they did and what, what that would look like maybe, mm-hmm. but then the day-to-day and basically being the parent that was constantly around, um, definitely was difficult. And, um, I, I think being girls, especially raising, being in an all girls home for one, it felt like a sorority a lot of the times because dad was gone constantly. But I think there was a level of, um, of feeling a little bit, um, I hate the word neglect because that's not what I felt at all. But it was it was like a feeling of there was a void mm. that was that was not really being filled with dad being gone so much. And and I think the older kids experienced it a lot more because it was just they were in the thick of it and mm. gone a ton. And so I think what I I I was I was taught with with my therapist was like I get to show up for the little girl that was like, oh, this is hard. This is, you know, Miss Daddy Daughter Dances. And and kids that grew up with parents kind of can relate to that definitely. And it wasn't ever, because dad was so good at being present even when he wasn't, especially having girls. You know, they called us all the time. We were constantly pursued. And honestly, it's where my self-worth came from because I was always confident and I always knew dad was calling in the check-in and all those things, but I think just that the the feeling of gosh, but you know, I mean, it was not it was not easy just to ignore that they were gone all the time. Yeah. So I think that was the biggest thing for me with my therapist that I really loved her saying is she looked at me one day and said, "Callie, you get to show up for you now. Mm. You get to show up and fill the void and and do the things for yourself." And I I think being raised in such a huge family and having so much of a community like you don't realize how important that is to like have a sense of your innermost being and what you need and self-care and your self-worth and like pouring into yourself. Like, I don't think we really talked about that and it plays into the self-care thing because it's like, what do I enjoy? What do I love? And I'm so thankful for our tribe. And I just think it makes it even more, um, so of just such an amazing feeling to be able to have that. And, learning how to show up for yourself and learning how to be what you need specifically. And a lot of times unlearning all the codependency things yeah. that I've, I've kind of picked up on unintentionally growing up of like constantly needing to feel fulfilled or whatever that looked like for, mm-hmm. for us. But, um, yeah, just, I guess, yeah, my, my sense of self is yeah. just on a crazy different level than it ever has been. And I'm thankful for that. And, it, you're right. It makes my relationships richer because mm-hmm. I'm able to do the things that I've learned and and set the boundaries and know where when it's too much for me emotionally and make those calls for myself. Because once you have that, once you have a better sense of self, you're able to love people in a whole different way and on a deeper deeper level because of that. So yeah. that's I mean, awesome. That was all over the place. No, that's awesome. That. You, you shared because. Um, when you were sharing, it reminded me of this story that I want to share. Of, um, I love it. 
growing up with a dad who was kind of in and out of the house. Uh-huh. And I think both, I know you would agree, both my mom and dad um, did an amazing job mm-hmm. of like being present yes. when they could. Yes. And I want to tell a story about when I don't know how old I was. I was pretty young, but mm-hmm. uh, it was Christmas time and the uncles were going on a Christmas yeah. tour. Yeah. And so they were gone for three or four weeks. Right. And, you know, I was the magic of Christmas was very real for me yes. back then. And I was so excited about Christmas season. And I was bummed out that my dad wasn't going to be there for most of it. I know. And yeah. I remember my dad. I know my dad's going to listen to this, so he might not <laughs> even remember this, but I remember it. Yeah. He recorded for me and Eli like an hour long cassette tape. So that's oh how long gosh. it was. So I was still listening <laughs> to cassettes so yes. of him telling us bedtime stories. Oh my gosh. That I was like it. our thing when we were little. My dad would make oh. up just ridiculous stories <laughs> and... And I you, love it. Usually the way the stories were was that Josh and Eli were like the heroes of the story. Oh my and so gosh. I remember so for a month I would fall asleep to yeah. uh, a cassette of my dad's voice telling us oh stories gosh. and Dad, I want to say thanks for doing that. Mm. I wish we still had that cassette because oh that would be fun to listen to. Yes, but yeah. I know that your dad did things like All that the too. Time. And yes, yes. The, when you have you know, unique circumstances, you have to come up with unique you solutions. Do. And so yeah. that was something really special that, totally. that my dad did oh, for me. That. And yeah. He he probably doesn't even remember doing that. Yeah. But, but it stuck with me. <laughs> but so. you do. I and you know what, Josh? Um my dad did the same thing for sure. They're the best. They really are. Um and he made up a song. Oh, wow. And uh, he would he would change it because he would say our ages in the song. So uh-huh. when they got older, he would have to remix it and change our names. But it's so 90s. I remember that because we would be in our beds, right? We're all in our bunk beds and we're like listening to the song, all fall asleep. And then remember at the end of like the little, what what are they, cassette tape recorders, mm-hmm. whatever they were, we would have to go turn it off when it was over because uh-huh. it would start the skipping part yeah. and then it would like eat the tape or whatever uh-huh. happened in there. And we we're like, I did, I turned it off last night. No, you have to turn it off. But that's what, you're right. They were very, very intentional with loving us where we were at. And I can imagine, obviously, being an, an adult now, you're like, gosh, they're incredible. I don't know how they did all that they did and stayed so present and all of us are not that bad. We yeah. turned out okay, <laughs> obviously. And so I think it, it just goes to show how much they truly loved us enough to invest in us at such a young mm-hmm. age and continue to be present even when they were across the world, wherever yeah. they were. So definitely I'm so thankful for them. They're amazing. For yeah. Sure. And as much credit as I give to them, <laughs> I give twice as much to moms. My moms. Oh my gosh. I, I, think, yes. I think one thing that has changed my perspective on Mm -hmm. it is being married totally and realizing you know the importance of being present Mm -hmm. for my wife and her being present for me and I just think about my mom when she was young when she was Alexis's age Mm -hmm. and her husband was out of town a lot and she had two young boys yeah and I know your mom was in the same situation Uh, yes it's just amazing uh, I never knew. I never. I never appreciated it as much until yeah. now. Oh that my gosh! Definitely. I realized, like, if I if I were traveling for work, uh, it would be 
it would be a strain. Yeah. And oh my gosh. and I the brunt of it would fall on Alexis. Yes, a hundred percent. And I know that that happened to to my mom and yeah. your mom and all of them. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, yes. If any of the aunties are listening, thank you guys. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And and I think being a kid too, they, I mean, they didn't skip a beat. They couldn't. Like yeah. it was like every single week that was our reality and they didn't skip a beat. We did the weekend thing. They were at all three of our soccer games. We mm-hmm. all went, you know, like they, they held the fort down mm-hmm. beyond, I mean... I, 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 yeah, you're right. I don't think people really think about that. And like, that was our reality. And when we were out, we looked like, they looked like sister wives because we all looked the same and they're just all these girls. And it was just like, yeah, they, and you know, obviously did it without ever needing to be noticed or, or affirmed or validated. And they, I think truly are why I'm so passionate about women is Mm. because I saw that growing up and it's like, literally, women can do anything. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they had all of these babies. They just never skipped a beat. They carried on, you know, the house, kept the house in order, even if we cleaned the, the house uh, Sunday night before dad got home. <laughs> <laughs> um, did it with such grace yeah. and love, truly. And yeah, never, ever expected to be, you know, repaid for that mm-hmm. in any way. And totally, totally, of course, being the age that we are now, have a whole new appreciation for that yeah. big time. I mean, they give up everything, so definitely the best. Yeah, I love reminiscing on those yes, days. Me too. Well, the best. There's your first two questions. <laughs> um, love. I'll move on to your third, and mm-hmm. I ask all of my guests this question, Cal, and it's mm-hmm. the heart of the podcast because I. I intentionally make it an open-ended question because I want you to be able to talk about whatever you want to. Okay. And so you can answer it however you'd like. Okay. And the question is this, what's going on at home? I love that. Um, we touched on that a little bit and I love that. Uh, I think just trying to find balance um, in navigating adulthood and what that looks like for me. I uh, love Nashville. I think... It's a really fun, young, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot happening in Nashville. So I enjoy it. I, mm-hmm. I feel like when you're there every single day and that's your circle, you don't really leave it much. You have a, a relationship with the city almost. And so I have done my best in trying to find the local spots and supporting local small businesses, things like that. And, um, I, I'm kind of in a really fun season of life right now where I kind of just get to do what I want to do yeah. and kind of, like I said, invest in myself. So mm-hmm. I'm really, really trying to make that my priority in building a foundation uh, with a sense of self and what I need and and kind of getting back to my roots and why do I believe what I believe, all of those things and working my things out from my childhood, from my past, things that, you know, I... I want to improve in, in my life. And so um, definitely making that a priority, trying to find things that I love. Again, I, I go outside a lot. Mm. I <laughs> take a lot of mental health walks yeah. and um, and I enjoy it. And I, I think that's something I've learned too in this season is we, you know, when we pass and when we go to heaven someday, we take nothing with us. Yeah. And so I really tried to be intentional in my relationships mm. and... Um, make those such a priority and really try to focus on being a positive voice in people's life. I think 
again, surrounded by so much, you know, just with the, with the world and the climate of the world right now, I think if you ever have an opportunity of just being a positive voice in someone's life or being, um, uh, you know, someone that is loving towards someone you don't even know, whatever that looks like for you, I think that's so crucial right now during this time. And, I've really just tried to hone in on that. Um, there's places to volunteer downtown that I like to do sometimes. And um, just just taking the time to be intentional and, and build a foundation for myself so that later in life, whenever it happens, if I find a partner or if I'm a cat woman the rest of my life, you know, um, just, just I think it's really important to pour into yourself even in, in a relationship yeah. or whatever. I mean, I... I enjoy my friends. I, I have really cool roommates, and so we spend a lot of time together. So that's kind of what home looks like. It's just girly time, yeah. and we all watch chick flicks together <laughs> in our horrible TV shows that are just silly. But, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of am enjoying this phase of life. I like to travel. Um, I think it does a lot for your soul and for your perspective. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I think just learning a healthy balance earlier you know, early on in life has been important to me um, so that I'm able to continue that when I have kids someday, all those things and trying to, uh, you know, work out my stuff, process and our parents are incredible. So carrying a lot of those things with me too mm-hmm. um, and really just trying to make a life of my own basically yeah. is kind of the thick of it for me right now for sure. Yeah. So, so you live in Nashville. Uh-huh. I know you sp- spend your life there <laughs> i do um uh. there's an event coming up this summer the cousins reunion yes. in nashville yes i would yeah. love to hear your perspective cal give uh-huh. us a pitch on uh, why nashville is so great <gasps> and what love people this. should do when they come to nashville oh my gosh okay so i read an article the other day said no seven hundred thousand people have moved here within the past year, and I honestly probably way more than that at this point, um, in the south from the west coast, northeast, and midwest. And I sit down with them every single day because half the time they're either visiting or just moved here. And so I love the growth. I love everything that's happening. But honestly, it's what the pull for me and what I've learned is really the Nashville culture mm-hmm. and the Nashville way people like to say. What is it? What is that? The Nashville way is people are just so genuine. People are kind hearted. I have a girlfriend from New York that came here and she's like, I don't understand. Hmm. Why are all these random strangers asking me how my day is going <laughs> and if I'm okay? But truly that that is what I love so much is Everyone is kind. No one is in a rush, unfortunately, with traffic. And people just, it takes a lot for them to be, you know, upset, become upset. And I think it's a really, really cool safe haven for a lot of people of, you know, I mean, again, the world is crazy right now. So it's nice to come to a place where it's really fun. There's tons to do. uh, downtown Nashville is really, really exciting, fun. Broadway is a circus nowadays. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but th- some of the fun things I like are really are like there. There are hidden gems like national parks and like things that are like kind of there. There's something for everyone. So yeah. I think brunch is amazing. There is insane food here nowadays, which I'm happy about. Um, there's always live music. Uh, 
There's a place called the listening room that's really cool that I like to go sit in and it's really intimate and a lot of times songwriters will come, new up and coming artists and obviously you can go in any place, any restaurant, any bar and there's going to be talent there. Yeah. So that's really fun and I, I don't think we really notice that or think anything of it because that's just the reality of growing up here but it's really cool to have so much, be around so much raw talent. And yeah. I think like the storytelling that comes with that and the different paths and the different ways people come and, you know, end up being here for years, I think is really cool. And I, I really think the culture is, is what's so rich about this place. Yeah. And one thing, that. one thing growing up in Nashville that I didn't, that spoiled me <laughs> is <laughs> the musicians that yes. live here. And I think there's this like, People just think country music when they think of Nashville, right. which I get that. Sure. But <laughs> the talent yeah. of the music, like the quality of music we get to hear, oh my gosh. I didn't realize it until I really started like uh, when I was older <laughs> traveling. Like yeah. the place where I noticed it the most is is in church. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize 100%. how good the worship services Jeez. were here <laughs> in Nashville because we right. have, you know professional like aspiring musicians everywhere Everywhere. and you hear amazing talented singers and musicians and and i didn't realize that until i went other place i was like oh what is going on (laughs) yes is this the best yeah Yeah, totally i don't go like i don't i don't spend a lot of time in nashville but whenever Uh i do like any like restaurant or like thing that you go to there's always live music and Every time, without fail, I'll hear mm-hmm. someone be like, "Who is this?" I know, who, yeah, like, who, yeah. And it's just a broke it, person, <laughs> right? Who moved here to like been doing twenty it for something? Years. Or, yeah, seriously, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But yeah, if you like music, it's oh Music gosh. City USA. So you Literally. gotta come to Nashville. Yes, and yes. Any kind of music, you'll yeah. find. You'll find amazing. Hidden talent. Oh my gosh, everywhere. And that's the cool thing too, is it's it really has expanded obviously in so many ways, but with so many people moving here, I think it's brought a ton of diversity, which I love. And so there really are different neighborhoods now. East is really cool. I spend a lot of time there. It's it's really progressive. There's a lot of really cool, like you said, raw talent there and just Sometimes I'm like, where is this place? Yeah. <laughs> and I have friends East that... Nashville's funny to me yeah. because it, it was not always no. like that. And the last time no. I went to East Nashville, yeah. I forget when it was, but I was like, this used to like, I would have never come <laughs> never. here it was when like, I was younger, but now it's yeah. like yeah. a it's crepe popping. shop and yep. crazy coffee <laughs> places and... Cool just, hole in it's, the wall it's completely fun. different yeah, but yeah totally. it's a good place it's, it's fun it really is it's a, it's a good time and everyone has their own little corners and burrows and so it's there it really is a place for everyone so there's tons to do it's going to be so fun this summer we're so excited about that um yeah there's something for everyone awesome. it's a great time for sure um well we have a little bit of time yeah we have a little time left cal okay. and uh so I, I wanted to ask you a question as someone who is still looking for a lifelong partner. Um, or maybe not. Maybe, but I, I want to ask, I want to just kind of gauge the temperature for you mm-hmm. when it comes to finding a, a, a guy. Yeah. What is it that you look for? Because I know that there's plenty of single men out there that want to know, how do I get a, how do I get a girl like Cal Katina? <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. What yeah. what do you look for in a guy? Yeah. Um, great question. 
I am like living my best life, honestly, just like obviously investing in myself. And so I think that for me has been very important and kind of like really great to take a step back and say, okay, if I have all these things in my life that I make a priority in my quote unquote absolutes, I think it's really important to find someone that mirrors the Mm. exact same value system as you and maybe not exact same, but something very similar so that in a relationship and whenever you, you know, kind of start with your absolutes and your boundaries and and everything that goes into a relationship, I think it's important that you start at the same base. So if I'm going every week and if I'm, you know, not to say that whoever I'm with has to go to therapy every week, but if I'm making those types of things a priority in my life, I, I want to make sure that I'm with someone that they too find those types of things important. So my faith, um, I think that brings me a lot of peace. And I think that's also important that you have a baseline of, of that with somebody mm-hmm. that you um, want to be with eventually. And self-awareness for me has, mm. has been a big thing. I think our generation um, does a really good job at like talking about mental health and the importance of that, but I don't know if we, we do a great job at following through and actually investing every week and making that a priority. And so um, definitely that. I think communication has been huge for me. We are all, um, all 19 of us are really, really blessed and lucky to have had parents model a really healthy relationship. Yeah. And I think that for me was also like a lot of the rest of our life was just kind of like a given. I was like, oh yeah, this just is what it is. But, and then of course, when you get older and when you talk about different people's experiences, that has, that's not always the same. And so I think just having a good, clear understanding of your absolutes, your, your value system and making sure that you find someone that, um, you know, all of those things line up is, is really important. I, definitely get bored easily so i mm. like when they're funny yeah. <laughs> um my dad's hysterical so maybe he ruined that a little <laughs> bit for me so i'm like yawn if they're not <laughs> but uh um yeah good sense of humor i'm a huge family girl obviously i've been i haven't i lived away from home for a little bit but that's that's definitely hard for me and so i think someone who's passionate about pouring into their family yeah. and making that a priority is really important to me um I would die for anyone in my family and I try to make that such such a priority that I spend time with them and invest in them and especially like I said in, in my relationships I think those are so important and so finding someone that they same they share the same value with that too mm-hmm. has been important. Um, I think that's that's a lot. That's of great. I, that's a lot to work with. I know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm definitely in a phase where it is interesting having all my besties, my brothers and sisters get married right now. And I'm just like, woo, living yeah. my best life on my own. But I think like it makes you adore them and appreciate their journey. And then also it, it um, gives me something to look look to and, and admire for you guys. I love that all of you guys are so happy. And I think like it also helps the, the bar for me. And mm-hmm. the standard is so high because of so many reasons. But also like finding partners like the way you guys have has been it has just even amplified your life on a whole nother level that Mm -hmm. I know that you appreciate now and I think 
it's it's such a sweet time and also a time for me where I get to reflect on that and yeah. like make sure those are absolutes for me whenever I move forward someday. Definitely. In a relationship. So. Well, <laughs> I'm really proud of you, Kelly. Thank you. And Thanks. Uh, thank you so much for for coming oh here and, and spending time with me. Of course. Uh, I love you. Me. I love and you too. I hope we do this again sometime. Yeah, yeah. we'd love to. You're welcome love here to. anytime you want. So. Thank you so much, Josh. You're doing an incredible job. Seriously, thank you for all that you do. I know. Dad and uncles are so proud. We're all so proud. Joshi was like the OG of the family. Really quick, <laughs> can I tell a story really sure. fast? But. When we were kids, we were, Josh, you probably don't even remember this, but we were having a conversation and I, it was just the OGs. So I think it was you, me, Jack, and Kate. And we're like talking about, you know, the cousins and we're like growing and I'm like, yeah, woo, like so exciting. Like I was definitely the first cousin and you looked at me one day and you said, um, Kelly, no, you weren't. I was. You and Caitlin are just sisters. I was the first cousin. <laughs> so just so everyone is aware, Joshi is the first OG cousin. <laughs> so it's funny. the funniest story, and it's like some things never change. Yeah. We're all we have the same dynamic, and again, thank you for having That's me. That's a great story. So fun. I know. I love it. All right. Well, I love you, Kyle. Love Thanks you. Again. Of course. Thanks for having me. To those of it's you. So to those of you who <laughs> tuned in, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Turn